The moon was already up, visible through the gauzy clouds, and his face glowed pale in the white light. His mouth was hard, his eyes troubled. The point? I prompted softly. He ignored me, staring up at the moon. Twilight again, he murmured. Another ending. No matter how perfect the day is, it always has to end. Some things don't have to end, I muttered through my teeth, instantly tense. He sighed. I brought you to the prom, he said slowly, finally answering my question. Because I don't want you to miss anything. I don't want my presence to take anything away from you if I can help it. I want you to be human. I want your life to continue as it would have if I died in 1918 like I should have. My name is Chris. Chris, are you an ass man or a grass man? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Are you an assman or a grassman? Well, I come from a long line of grassmen. Um, so that, I'm a grassman. Are those the Welsh grassmen? Um, well, it's more Br- uh, Brittany of France grassmen. Oh, you come from the line of Britannic. French Grassman. Yeah. Well, it, originally it's Grassmonsieur. Ah, yes, yes. Bonsoir. <laughs> Maggie's also auditioning for some uh, um, Cl- clock, cl- Clocksworth, Clocksworth, Clocksworth. In, a, in our off-off Broadway production of Beauty and the Monster. The Shrew. Could you, could you guess that this is a podcast where we're in our last episode reading Twilight? You know, in a way, Twilight is Beauty and the Beast. Um, because the beauty is Edward. <laughs> the Beast is society, man. Sick. <laughs> I um, you know, it's felt like it's been so long, but so short reading this book. That is how Twilight feels. I am so excited to watch the movie next week. All we can do is think about that movie. Uh, I just. Am I all a tither bither bob? Maggie looks like the, <laughs> she looks like, um, I'm going to say the fairy godmother from, uh, I, she's doing that every time she thinks of the movie and then she clicks her heels like Charlie Bucket's grandfather. Uh-huh. It's an amalgamation of uh, media references today. I got nothing. I leaned forward like I was going to say something, and I got nothing. It was tense in this room, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, Twilight has broken us. <laughs> Twilight and uh, America 2 report. Um, America- beep, 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 beep. America 2 report. The good thing about Twilight is it makes you um, recede into a time before America 2. Long, long before. Back when we thought America 2 was just when, um, you know, 
uh, LMFAO was on the radio. <laughs> that to me signaled the end times. Uh, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, no. Maggie really cannot think straight. Chris, what was the word I forgot the other day that I couldn't get you to guess? In my head, the word was prostrate, which is That's not the word. Not the word. <laughs> yeah, talk about a real ass grass, man. <laughs> The grass of the ass, the prostrate. Hey, your ass is grass, man. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, I... God. Listen, listen. Um, there she goes again. <laughs> she couldn't think of anything. <laughs> we should no no longer be recording our voices. Hey, smell you later. And I went to seven to seven to eight. And a, hey, man. I can't wait. I'm going to cut this off. What is this? That's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Mashed up with a Seinfeld theme? No, no, no. I had to say, smell you later. And a couple of guys that were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight. And my mom got scared and said, Jamal with the auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. What if that was with vampires? You're moving to your auntie and uncle in Transylvania. <laughs> okay. This might be the plot of Hotel Transylvania, too. I, as someone who has not seen any of the Hotel Transylvanias, can say that it is certainly the plot of Hotel Transylvania. I think it is. Um, You know what is kind of like the plot of Hotel Transylvania, too? The last three chapters of Twilight, book one, colon, Twilight. Yes. It is like the plot. There's a hotel. Uh, uh-huh. There's a hotel. Um, and they go across trans, um, to, you know, um, another place. And, uh, you know, we got to see if we got to see if she beats the bad guy in this episode. There's a chance that Edward's plane flew right over, over Pennsylvania. Right, right over teen. Help me. (laughs) I'm trapped in a prison of my own making. (laughs) I don't know how how to follow up to that one, huh? Um, we... Are, I think, done with this book. <laughs> it's 500 pages long. Yes, we're done with this book. We're excited for the movie. We're excited to get into New Moon. We've got a bonus app coming for you. A lot of good stuff. Um, well, don't get ahead of ourselves. We gotta I t- we never gotta, will. We gotta t- I'm never ahead. <laughs> we have to talk about this book. Listen, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. For all of Twilight. Uh, and, you know, the lore, the books, the movie, the fans. Yeah, we're going to spoil things about fans. We're going to call we're them out by name. We're going to say, hey, mister, get out of that chat room. I've got something to say to you. How many chat rooms do you think are currently live on the on, in, in the World Wide Web and someone's talking about Twilight? Hopefully right now. Get on. Okay, get on your chat rooms right now. And say, Twilight, let's chat. And then link them to our pod. Please start doing just a groundswell movement for our pod. Um, and that starts with taking the Twilight Oath. Send them in. We need more. We we're need selfishly. More. I want the government to think we're starting some, some sort of revolt. Yes, if the government isn't worried about this pod, we're not doing our job right. We are not doing our job right. America three begins with us. America Rise three, together. Because we know what the Twilighters know. Nice. I said, smell you later. Stop it. (laughs) Stop. You need a big ass room? You're looking for a room that's too big. 
You're trying to get an oral wedding in that tiny, tiny church of yours? Not big enough! I want to fill a hundred people in a room. Where are we going to do it? At the high school. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to go to the gym. Hey, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Rent out the gym. I'm the principal. Gym. You can use it for anything. You can use it for filling it with kiddie pools. You could have a race inside. Run around in circles. You could challenge everyone in town to an arm wrestling contest. They could all fit inside. Gym. Rent it out at the Forks High School. Gym. My name's Jim. Ask for Jim. It's time for our last Sparkle Notes of Book One. Woo! Sparkle Notes. The last three chapters. Here we go. Alice and Jasper take Bella to the Phoenix airport. And while in the airport, they wait patiently for Edward's flight to arrive. And Bella looks for a time to escape them. Bella goes to the bathroom that she knows super well. And she goes out the secret back door, runs out the airport, finds a cab, and goes home. Once at home, she calls the spooky vamp. He tells her to go to the ballet studio around the corner, and she runs off. She arrives sweaty as all hell at the ballet studio. The evil vampire's there. Oh, turns out he just used a recording of Bella's mom tricking her to coming there. Relieved that her mom isn't in danger, but now realizing she's fallen into a gruesome trap, Bella is trying to figure out a way out. But there's no hope. He shoves her into a mirror. She collapses, bleeding so much. She starts to pass out when she hears a tussle in the background. She's passing out. She's covered in blood. And she finally hears Edward's voice. He says, don't leave. It's going to be okay. Blah, 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 blah. I love you. Uh Uh-oh. Turns out James, the evil vampire, has bit Bella. Chomp. Chomp, chomp. So now Edward has to suck the venom out of her hand. He's pretty nervous to do it. He's not sure if he can, but it's his only chance to save Bella's human life. So suck-a-duck-duck, he slurps it out (laughs) until he tastes that her blood is clean. Then Bella passes out for real. A week later, some time passes and Bella wakes up in the hospital. Edward explains what happens. Renee is there. They come up with a cover-up that Bella fell out of a window. Bella confesses to her mom that she feels very strongly for Edward and doesn't want to leave Forks. So they, after some debate over whether she should be turned into a vampire yet, she goes back to Forks. End of Twilight. But there's an epilogue. Bella's all dolled up. Edward won't tell her why. Obviously, it's prom. It's prom. They go to prom. (laughs) They go to prom. At prom. Who's there but one much taller, Jacob Black? And Jacob's like, oh, I hate to tell you this, but my dad told me to tell you that Edward's bad and we're going to watch you to make sure you're safe. You should break up with your boyfriend. Ugh. She says, okay, well, I guess I'm glad you get your car parts for telling me this vague warning. Anyway, I'm going to go back to prom with my boyfriend now. And so Edward swings her around and tells her she's beautiful, and then they go out to the gazebo, and she begs him to turn her into a vampire. But he says, um, I don't think so. But the final part of Twilight is Edward kissing her throat. What will happen? I don't know! (laughs) I'm sad, there's no more to read! (laughs) 
time for my favorite part of the podcast, chips. Chips. We are going to check we, in. We are Two going to check in on our romance. <laughs> I'm appalled. <laughs> Maggie, this turned is like, into a tugboat. This is like a Thomas a Tank Engine character, but like <laughs> it's a tugboat. That, I'm stuck. <laughs> it's, it's a tugboat that runs on coal. If like, I stop, <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> oh, oh God! I am killing Earth, but I cannot. Stop. Like a sleek solar powered boat goes by, and they're just like, Meow. it's like Jillian Michaels as a boat. Oh yeah, yeah, those famous, famous, they're famous. Jillian Michaels boat. Hello, I'm an old heavy boat captain on top of boat. <laughs> the quickest we've ever diverged away from Twilight on this podcast. And I really want to talk about this. I know. I'm afraid that my mic will continue its strike against lesbians. <laughs> Every time Maggie talks about her favorite romance in the book, her microphone cuts out. Let's see if that happens today on the last Let's episode see. of Twilight. Um, So we want to check in the, with the romances. Yeah. You've got some Charlisle news. Mm -hmm. I have some Rosella news. Mm -hmm. And we have some great news from our favorite teens, Jessica and Angela. Uh, Stephanie knew that by the end, we want to, like a Shakespearean play, mm -hmm. we have to have everyone paired off by the end. Mm -hmm. But also somehow in the same ballroom. It's a gym. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's check in with Rosella. Can you remind the listeners who, I know we're eight episodes in now, but do they... Rosella? Yeah, who's Rosella? Rosella is half Bella. You know Bella Swan? She's the new kid from Phoenix. <laughs> and She should be tan, but she's not. So we're going to make fun of her for that. And Rosalie Hale? I think so, because her name can't be Cullen if, they're, if they were trying to pair her off. Yeah. So uh, Rosalie, who's one of Edward's siblings. Sister wives. Sisters. Um, the one that's angry and hates everything. Yeah. Um, but is like like super fucking intensely hot. hot. Yeah. So basically she's still ignoring Bella. She has not worked up to Bella <laughs> at, at all. all. And Bella's like every time I don't... Bella is around, she's like <laughs> And Bella's like, you know what? At this point, I'm friends with everyone else in her family. I think she and I are just never gonna be a thing. <laughs> totally. Um, so then she's describing how all the colons look at prom and she says, and Rosalie was Dot, dot, dot. Well, Rosalie. <laughs> she was beyond belief. Her vivid scarlet dress was backless, tight to her calves where it flared into a wide ruffled train with a neckline that plunged to her waist. I pitied every girl in the room, myself included. Nuff said, Bella. <laughs> Rosella is charging on do... Starboard, I don't know, ship stuff. Oh, I see you're doing a it's, ship thing. It's, 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 it's coasting, it's coasting strong nice. on the yeah. seaboardly Arctic wave mm. boats mm. siding. You're a real Ishmael. Call me. Uh huh. Oh, I'm so, looking for my. Big, big white whale. Big fish to 
slurp up onto the onto the the wood floor of the 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 porch. The porch. <laughs> I think it's funny that she's wearing. Um, she's a teenager mm-hmm. who's wearing um, a dress that has no back mm-hmm. and apparently no front. <laughs> a neckline that the neckline that goes the to the waist. So she's just wearing overall straps <laughs> with, with 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 the train. <laughs> I think it's like a like a like a sort of like a slutty twenties flapper, yeah, and she's wearing like a, a big necklace down to her waist too. Yeah, and knowing how my high school was weirdly strict, I'm surprised that they let her into prom wearing that. Our high school was not strict. Whoa, no. Well, our high school people went to prom in um, camouflage suits, like camo suits and tuxedos. <laughs> Columbus, Indiana, home of home of uh, De- uh, Nat. There's a NASCAR guy. Oh. Um, the guy who designed um, Chucks, the shoes. Ford? Oh, uh, Chucks. Yeah, all-star shoes. I thought uh, you said trucks. No, not trucks. Uh, Jamie Heineman from the Mythbusters <laughs> uh, went to my high school. <laughs> he did an individualized <laughs> major at IU. <laughs> he went to my college, too. Um, and current Vice President Michael Pence. Ah, right. So really Michael prestigious. Richard Pence. Michael, is that his real name? I have no idea. Uh, Why would I have learned that? I don't know. Uh, but glad to know that Rosalie is showing up in full form, where she's like, I know I'm the hottest person here, and I am going to let you know. Mm-hmm. And Bella And then they, all the Colons dance together in a way that doesn't make sense with, holy shit, his middle name is Richard. <laughs> Sorry, I was just notified off mic that Mike Pence's middle name is Richard. Richard. I'm a mother- genius sign me up ivy leagues that's what it takes that's what the when someone's like do you want to come and do you want to join brown is brown in the ivies um and they're like just you have to name a current vice president the just a current vice president no the current vice president you know when you fall down in the street and then you come to and they're like quick 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 what's the vice president's middle name and if you can't answer they they send you right to the loony bin (laughs) this this dame doesn't know what's going on let's send her right to rikers in this version we have repurposed rikers as an insane asylum the scariest insane yeah it's just like just like in gotham city speaking of insane asylum there's some content in this episode for you if you're an insane asylum fan hey insane asylum heads (laughs) <laughs> don't you're not you're not missing out this chapter don't go over to murder me up question mark instead stay here at this podcast what's the famous murder podcast called uh my favorite murder is the big one yep that's the one i'm thinking mm. of um murder heads please don't come for us don't come for us um Chris. i was really excited that charlisle got another showing here so i noticed this when um bella is in the hospital um you know, she's being taken care of. Her life was saved by uh, Carlisle at one point. So then later, uh, Bella was like, yeah, Charlie was a little weird about Edward because he kind of blamed him a little bit for my accident. I really need to go to the hospital. But he still loves Carlisle. She's like, he still adores him with all of his being. And I'm like, yeah, because he's he was in like, love with he him. He treats him like a god that dropped down to save me. Yeah, because he's in love with him, and I'm glad that we got a little sprinkle before the end. Yeah, so our ships are living strong. Angela is with this tiny boy named Ben. Ben Cheney. Ben Cheney, who's a head shorter than her. Good for you, Angela. And Bella calls her him Little Ben Cheney. Little Ben Cheney. 
<laughs> Jessica and Mike are still together, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, Jacob fully admits that he's crushing on the B train. Yeah, we're finally in the last chapter. We're like getting a little um, of this little what's going to happen in the next book. Love little romance. Um, we learned that what's his face from the car crash tried to ask Bella out to prom. Well, didn't even ask. He, he showed, showed up, up at her house. And then Edward had to be like, no, she's coming with me. Yeah, Dick. And then last but not least, um, she says, Lee and Samantha, Lauren, was glaring at us with Connor. Characters we don't know, but Lauren is the corn silk hair bitch. Lauren is the girl, the bitch with corn silk hair. So if you want to know what happened to her, she's, she's stuck with she's Connor. She's pissy as fuck with she's Connor. Still, she's, she's but she showed salty. up to prom. <laughs> I wonder how she even got her corn silk to like up in a... Dude. I wonder if they just got a, 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 a chip bag clip just right on top of her head. I hope that's what it is. I hope that's what it is. Yeah. Now that we finally finished Twilight Book One, I feel like we get a, we've now had a full. That was a whip sound, but I meant it to be a lighter sound. Keep Wait, going. why is a lighter better? Light Twilight. So I was trying to do like a, and that would have come across on. But instead, I went podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our fully art <laughs> podcast. Um. Anyway, if you're listening, please tell me which of those sounds sounded most like. Lighters. <laughs> I'm excited that we're at the end of the book. We've read all of Twilight. Um, so now we have like a fuller picture of who Bella is as a character. Um, and I think we should revisit because we started the podcast saying what we thought about her. We were shocked that she loved lacy tops in the sun. Mm-hmm. Still am, mm-hmm. to be fair, shocked at that. It really still doesn't make any, any sense. sense. Um, isn't it crazy? Also, we got to Phoenix in this episode, but we only barely touched on how it's different. Mm-hmm. She just was sweaty. For mm-hmm. the first time in the books. Um, but we got a little, we got more info about Bella in this last chunk. And we haven't really discussed it much. So I wanted to do that. Yeah. She spends the most time she has, not alone, but like without the, without Edward. Edward that he so does in the, clouds in the her whole vision. book since she's met him. So they, she's been with Alice and Jasper. And then once she escapes him, it's a whole Almost two full chapters before we see her and her own thoughts about how horny she is. She's mostly scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brings out a different side of Bella. Yeah. So she, um, the first thing she does is plan how to escape an airport, which is, (laughs) first of all, fucking nuts. I was telling Maggie earlier, I like know the airport in Indiana fairly well, or at least I recognize parts of it. But Bella's like fully like, okay, we're going to terminal. D, which is the best terminal because it's the biggest terminal. And if we go to floor three, there's a bathroom there. And then if we can take the elevator down, I'll be it's, over here. It's insane. Like she knows the layout of an airport. It's like she's As memorized if, like, it. Going to the airport when you're a kid means that you learn what an airport looks like on the inside. I mean, I flew out of the same airport in Texas the whole time we lived there. We flew out a lot. I flew out a lot by myself. And what were you doing? Like going to ant camp. Ant camp? Not the bug, the familial connection. That's not better. Ant? Aunt comp? I was going to aunt camp. Were you just like staying with your aunt? Yeah, but we call it ant camp because I would stay with both my aunts. And I would go to like writing camp and golf camp while I was at ant camp. (laughs) This is not clarifying anything. I don't understand how this is so crazy. It is. You can't just say I went to ant camp. (laughs) 
all the time as a kid. I flew out of the airport and I went to ant camp. I did. Okay, I be- I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's I wild. I went into the airport. That's your little legs. I got onto the plane. One ticket, please. I sat on the plane. I flew to either. That's a whoopee cushion. Someone put it underneath your seat. Probably Cincinnati. Want some, want some chili on some I was, I got off the plane first because I was an unaccompanied minor. Babies first. And then my aunt would pick me up and I would go to ant camp. And we would watch Gilmore Girls Four. and eat, eat macaroni and cheese and, and hot camp. dogs and graders. And I would write poetry and, you know, blow out candles at the end of each day. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and... Uh, then I would go to golf camp with my other aunt, and then I would go home. Huh. Ant camp. Ant camp. That's ant camp. So yeah. So anyway, I, I went into the airport a lot, and I I don't know, though, I couldn't at home close my eyes and walk around the airport, you know? I mean, she doesn't do In my head. Oh, I she see, does I see. do that. She plans an escape in her brain. I see. I mean, as a kid, like, you, you know, you read the safety instructions on the air, airplane all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember any of that as an adult now. So how does she remember the layout of the airport? You know? You don't know the safety instructions on the plane? Well, I, like, know the gist of it. Chris, <laughs> what do you do if the plane crashes? Um, You put your head on the thing in front of you. What? You know the the, the, the position? The, you know, like, the, the crash position? No, you put your mask on, dummy. If the plane do you, crashes, you don't put your mask on. If the pressure goes down, you put the mask on. Who is, yeah, but you think if the plane is crashing, the pressure isn't going to drop? Okay, yeah. Okay, I put Chris, my mask on. whose mask do you put on first? Yours or the kid next the to you? The kid next to you. No! Famously, you put yours on. I, I'm doing a bit. Okay, Chris, what, what happens in the exit row? In the exit row, you stretch your legs out real wide, and you're like, I get all this space. Where are here. the flotation devices? Um, They are in the overhead cabinets. Chris. Is this a bit? Yeah. Where are the flotation devices? In the overhead cabinet. Chris. There's a box that says, right here is what you need. <laughs> Chris, if you went into a plane and it said, right here is what you need in a box, you should get into a different plane. Oh. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, it's your chair seat. The bottom of your chair is the flotation Or on the video, they always show first class where there is a separate box for it. And I think that's rude. Have you noticed that? No, no. It's the it's extras. There are extras in a few boxes around the plane. Oh. I want a box seat. I've only been in first class one time. To ant camp. No. To New York City, baby. Halloween (laughs) 2002. Uh, Crazy. What were we talking about? Oh, Bella's crazy plan. Mm -hmm. So she has this whole plan. Um to sneak out of the air, airport and good for her that she had a plan, but it's insane that she did. Her plan was to go into a two way bathroom, a bathroom that has a secret other exit. So she tricked Jasper into coming with her and Jasper was so nice and he let her and she said, I need to hop into the bathroom. And he was like, okay, I'll wait right here. Right. And then she got, gets through the doors and sprints and sprints. First of all, I can't name a single airport bathroom I've been in that ever had doors. That had two exits that go to different hallways. But also that had doors. They're always just holes in the wall. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. She's, Bella was like, people were staring at me running. And I was like, no yeah. Shit. I would be staring at someone running through the airport bathroom. Also, the floors in the airport bathroom are always so wet. Also, you, she slip. keeps running through the airport. If you saw a woman without luggage sprinting through an airport, you'd be like. Security would be like, oh, let's oh. ask her a couple Yeah, this cues. is post 9-11. We're in 2004. Yeah. 
So we're in the shadow of 9-11 and Bella's sprinting through That's the airport. That's the subtitle of this book. It's Twilight, Twilight colon, colon the number shadow, one, colon, the, the shadow, shadow of 9-11. 9/11. <laughs> this is going to be the clip you make. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, and then her plan is that she's going to, she is so scared that Edward has landed that Alice and Jasper have figured out she has to leave as soon as possible. So she hops into the first open thing, which is a shuttle to a Hyatt. No, to a Hertz, to a rental car place. So, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's to a hotel. No, it's to a Hertz. Pa- I'm checking the Pause text. for research. Hi, folks. We're back. Um, on page 439 of Twilight motion picture movie print, um, uh, she says, my luck held in front of the Hyatt. Well, guys, you're right. Maggie is cooler than me. She knew a thing about Twilight. I don't, did it. Don't make <laughs> no. me out to be some sort of freaking animal so our fans like you freaking better. Oh, fans. Okay, we're going to put out a poll. Who do you like more, me or Maggie? He's going to pick a picture where I look gross. Yeah, I will. I'm going to pick a picture where you look like the Mucinex mascot. Oh, that's my fear. That's Maggie's greatest fear. So she goes into a shuttle to a hotel. She mm-hmm. gets to the hotel and there's a Happens cab Happens to hop into a cab, pays $100 to that cab to, to take go to her Scottsdale, wherever. To go to Scottsdale, Arizona, which is also big city suburb kid thing to do is that it's she's, like, she's that like i'm she's from, from phoenix. phoenix i thought the same thing i was like you're from the region you are not from chicago it's like everyone at iu would say i'm from chicago but really they're from central illinois <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. so she fully lies about being from phoenix her favorite city on the planet um to get home in scottsdale yeah so then she goes in we talked about this in the recap but then yeah. the fun part comes when she gets to the ballet studio and she's confronted with this mean crazy guy and she really stands her ground yeah she's like oh thank god you didn't hurt my mom yeah 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 kill me whatever whatever yeah i totally forgot when i was reading the prologue to this book way way back um that bella the sacrifice that she's making is that she's like dying in theory for her mom, not for Edward. I assume that the nice. person she loved was Edward. It's kind of like in Frozen how the love was really between sisters the whole time. It is sort and here of the like love that. is between mother and daughter the whole weirdo time. Weirdo mom and weirdo daughter. Weirdo mom. I'm upset that when <laughs> I love Renee. When she finally came back into the picture, she was just as weird as ever. She was like, she was so flighty. She was like, I'm going to leave you alone in Florida half the time, and then I'll be home with you in Florida half the time. And Bella was It'll like, be fine. what? Yeah. She's like, Bella, Bella, it's fine. Look, I do have to go now. I know you're finally awake from your coma. But uh, I made plans call. to call my boyfriend. So I got to leave the ho- leave the hospital to take a phone call. It's Wild. It was contrived. Renee should not have custody of her daughter. No. She's unfit to be a mother. <laughs> oh, no. I'll say it. Um, But Bella stands her ground over and over. This guy is, like, hurting her and, like, trying to goat her into telling Edward to come after him. He's, like, recording it. Yeah. And she is a tough cookie. She's like, no, I made my bed and I'm going to sleep in it. Is it objectively good for teen girls to sacrifice their lives for their boyfriends? No. Edward does a nice thing in these chapters, which I guess we can talk about in a bit, mm-hmm. where he actually keeps saying, like, she's like, you're my whole life. And he's like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're in high school, please. I like the bell that we get for these last two-ish chapters. Yeah, we... Um, well, the last... The first two of the chunk that we read. Yeah, I like Bella. After she figures out Edward is a vampire, she, like, finally can, like, stop freaking out about 
like, what's his deal? What's his, why is he so weird around me? He said the name. Of she, the I said the name of the podcast. <laughs> she figures that out. And then from there on, I like that she's like, oh, cool. Now that I'm armed with the knowledge that I need, I'm going to make choices for myself. And she has made the choices and make them clear to Edward over and over. In fact, I would say my big sticking point with the last two chapters is that we're, well, the last chapter in the epilogue is that we're like really stuck in the conversation of, Please make me into a vampire. You don't know what you're giving up. Yes, I know what we're giving up. No, you don't. You can't imagine. I just want to be with you. Blah, 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 blah. We do that so many times. But, dude, we'll get into this debate. Well, we're going to debate this. We're going to debate this topic. I think Maggie and I are going to take different sides. I think so, too. I think so. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, what are... I'm going to say is I am logging my vote on Bella for this book. Logging your vote? Okay. Um, and right, I'm right, saying right I my vote is that she is tougher than she appears she really is she um has like she sets her mind to something and she really keeps to it and she makes just like the famous thing people say she doesn't do is that she doesn't make choices for she made the very hard choice to run away from the vampires protecting her to sacrifice herself for her mom this is Which a is Harry big. Potter move. Is no she, one's like, Harry doesn't make any choices. I mean, some people are like that, and yeah. they would be most. She has right. big Harry Potter energy when she's like, I don't want anyone to get hurt from me. I'm just going to go into the Forbidden Forest and die. Yeah, then that's exactly what happens. Fine. She goes into the Forbidden Ballet studio Oof. and dies. Yeah. But in the process, she gets some juicy goss about our best friend, Alice. We love Alice, and we love her even more with this hot goss that Bella digs up. This is something I totally forgot. Same. I hope some of our listeners forgot as well, and that we're breaking this news 15 years later. <laughs> the news is Alice Cullen was an insane asylum patient because she had visions so she was like electrocuted and stuff which is why she doesn't remember her human life and then James the bad guy became obsessed with her so this vampire that was working at the hospital that Alice was at turned her into a vampire before James could kill her yeah in order to save her he turned her into a vampire so she's no longer like a, a, a temptation prey. so the only person who's ever well the only yeah the only person who's ever gotten away from James is Alice which so we know fun. why she doesn't remember her human life, because it was electrocuted right out of her it was brain, horrible. and um, she, she had it. visions all along. Yeah, she um, relearns her past, and that it was a nice doctor that saved her, and that's why he didn't eat her. Yeah. Weird that he didn't stick around. Who knows what happened? Probably James killed him. Probably that's canon now. Canon. Oh, the Hunger Games canon. Uh huh. Is that where the phrase comes from? Canon? Yeah. No, it comes from, uh, you know, that song? The st- uh, the, the yeah. national anthem? No, no, no. You know, the, the canon. Pachelbel? Yes. Canon D? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that people play on the electric guitar on YouTube. That's, you know, the famous thing that we know it from. Not weddings, but uh, YouTube covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm again surprised that only one of the weddings in in uh, Love Is Blind featured that song being played down the aisle. Is this a Love Is Blind? We're, welcome to our podcast. Edward, Edward is, is blind. blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to our podcast. Edward is love is blind. Yes, where we talk about what if this whole book happened, but we didn't know how hot everyone was. It wouldn't work. It would not work. This would not work if we did not know how hot everyone was. It's the hotness is integral. It to is the plot. 
integral. Because it's a horny, horny book. Yeah, yeah. It's like number one vampires, number two, they're Hor- hot. They're hot marble people. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're walking hot David statues. I can't get over multiple times in the last part of this book. Bella marble. talks about how excited she is to feel Edward's cold, dead lips on her. And I thought, <laughs> why, is, why does she keep describing his cold body as something that's like lustable? She keeps being like, I just wish I could stand on my dippy toes and put my <laughs> lips on Edward's cold, unfeeling, dead fish lips. Um, Bella, is it like the Cosmo thing of putting a ice cube in your mouth before you like, oh, kiss someone's belly? In high belly? school, I read a Cosmo that you should put a fork in <gasps> the freezer to make it cold, <laughs> and then you should lightly stab people with the fork. Stab, not like brush. No, no, stab, stab. like into the meat of their arms. The meat chest. of their arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so does it work though? I I haven't tried it. It honestly sounds terrible. Let's cold do, and pokey. Let's do it. Okay, Instagram we're gonna live. put a we're gonna put a fork in the freezer right now. Okay, well, uh, one second. Welcome to our podcast, Forks. <gasps> Finally, this is good for content. Wow! Wow, we did it. Finally, um, this week I've really been sending Chris anything that could be related to Twilight. Yes, anything vaguely Pacific Northwest has been in my like, inbox. Um. And so now I've learned that anything to do with forks is Twilight content. Oh, yeah. So the viewers at home should know. Set up that. a Google alert for forks and see uh, what comes up. They should know that last weekend when I was out of town, I forgot to pack a brush and I used a fork as a brush, a la Little Mermaid. <laughs> this is true. I brushed my hair with a fork. Oh, last weekend. this is sad. Uh huh. Okay, let's pivot to another sad convo Jacob talking to Bella at the end. Oh no, but let's let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Um, this is so weird. And I, I really, really admire the way Bella deals with it. I, I do too. I love their friendship. Off. She was like, I understand your dad is making you say these things. So she please just off. say it so you can go home and say you did. She was so gracious. She was very mature. She was like, I'm not even mad at him. I understand. It would be scary. She's like, if I knew that my child was dating a vampire, I also would tell them, you should stop. Right. She gets it. So she's just like, no, go ahead. I know what it's going to be. Just tell me. And he does, but it's so weird. And if I was Jacob, I would not have gone no matter how much my dad wanted to pay me. So yeah. already I'm starting off at a negative one on Jacob. And he also pivots from that to, I guess while I'm here, I should also tell you I think you're hot. Ugh, yeah. He's like, well, you're just so hot. So it wasn't that hard to get me to come. <laughs> But he's basically like, my dad wanted me to tell you to break up with your boyfriend and that, quote, will be watching you. If my dad told me to tell a teenager that, no matter what else was going on, I would be like, no. No, dad. But my dad wouldn't. Yeah, but your dad also doesn't know that you're not in a scenario where your dad's like, you're dating a vampire. Well, it's not her dad. It's her dad's buddy. Yeah, it's weird. She already told him. I'm off Jacob. Once. In this Maybe scenario. she's so pissed off the first time she had to tell off Billy that now she's like, whatever. Yeah, let him say what he wants to say. It's fine. My boyfriend is a vampire and he saved my life, so I'm invincible now. That's basically what she was like. She was like, "Thank you for caring enough about me to share this, but I hope that you realize that I wouldn't be here without Edward." And I'm begging him to turn me into a vampire now, so, so I've locked in my vote. Even though it'll break the pact that you already broke, you big dumb. He did. The first moment he saw a pretty girl, he was like, I'll tell you all my family secrets. <laughs> <laughs> also, did he grow between the last time he saw yes, him and now? Yes, a foot. 
She said maybe a foot and a half. He's now 6'2". A growth spurt. Yeah. She hasn't been gone that long. He goes to the same high school that I do. No, they don't. Oh. He goes to the school reservation, reservation high school. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So he, they haven't seen each other since the last time Billy a couple, came to Warren. But even though a couple months ago, a foot, it would be shocking. Yeah. And he's like in a tuxedo. Or, no, he's not. No, he's, he's just oh, in a He's wearing a shirt and a tie. And a button up so shirt he's dressed as Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> With his long ponytail. And he has fishnet gloves on <laughs> and a long ponytail uh, and eyeliner. eyeliner. Top and bottom. And then like the shirt that he's wearing. She just said it was button up. It yeah. actually has like X's and heart, bloody hearts yeah, on yeah, yeah. it all he, over it. He has um, black lipstick down the middle like... Um, Queen like Padme, Padme. <laughs> Queen. No, okay, gonna... so this is like Avril, Padme, Amidala, Avram, Avril, Av, Av. Oh well, no, I short circuited Maggie's pun uh, circuitry. It's, it wasn't that strong to begin with. Uh, no, but I think it's funny to imagine Jacob like that in my yeah, head now. Canon, Canon, he's, he's someone punk. who is listening who's good at fan art. Please draw us Jacob as a punk. We will be doing a fan fiction episode soon, and that could be worked. It in. can be as good or bad as I don't care how bad it is. Draw uh-huh. it for me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want that, and I also want Bella in a stiletto and, um, <laughs> and a, a huge, and a like, cast. full leg cast. Because that is what she is wearing under, like a fr- uh, like a frilly that has like Blue. tool and like. I think it's like I think she said it was like one shoulder with like a bunch of poofy stuff on the shoulder. You can't tell this because it's an audio medium, but Chris closed his eyes <laughs> to describe this dress. He was he was putting it was, on himself. I was really feeling it. <laughs> um, she said that Alice bought it for her in Paris, and that it's more runway than Forks. So she's wearing this like weird couture. When the fanciest thing in Forks is a Volvo, you cannot wear couture. No, because you will stand out. Um, Bella claims that the biggest room in Forks <laughs> is the high school gym, which is maybe possible. They probably they might not have like a ta- like a you know a town like kind of community center. Sure, that might be the biggest room. Maybe, probably not though. Probably not because they don't have like big. It's not like they have a huge basketball. What team, about probably. like a grocery store? <laughs> yeah, but like you can't have prom in a grocery. I would love prom in a Kroger. <laughs> Kroger, the theme is Kroger. Kroger. Oh, so we're going to prom it's, at a Kroger, and the theme is Kroger. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, that is good. Oh man, no, I was. What was I we say? miss oh, Kroger. I miss Kroger so much. Don't move to New York if you like Kroger, because you'll never get that itch satisfied here. No, there. The biggest grocery store is small. It's not big. It is. I get stressed out in like weird small grocery stores where it seems like the the aisle is going to collapse in on you at any time. Mm. And you're like, how does anyone shop here without knocking everything over? You feel to- like Nathan for you, drunk guy in a sumo suit. Yeah. Or I, I feel like I am Jumanji. You know the scene in Jumanji when they go into the hardware store? And the guy knocks over all the, the paint. paint. That's mm-hmm. how I feel every time I'm in a tiny uh, New York grocery Welcome store. Welcome to our podcast, Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> I would I would do an entire 10 part series about Jumanji. It is one of the greatest movies of all time. It was a time. seminal film for me as a child. I totally agree. It has everything I want in a story. It has starts out with a satisfying magic moment. Magic moment. Mm-hmm. I love transformation magic. I mm-hmm. love summoning animals. And it's so sad. There's sad. a really sad cuz remember when he meets the kids at the end? Yeah. They don't, that's, they don't remember him. 
but he knows that it's for the better. I'm glad that we are talking about this on the last episode of the Twilight book. I love Jumanji. By satisfying magic moment, we are referring to moments where like you blow the dust off of an old book in the attic. For this one, it is pulling this board game out of the wet mud and like scraping mm-hmm. it off and it's thumping in his hands. Mm-hmm. Either that or like cleaning the orb in the middle of the uh, mm-hmm. of the board and that has all the that smoke. The, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. Those are good. Um, and this book, there's not that. I'm trying to think of what I don't could think possibly it, I think be that. And it's, the closest thing we have is Bella getting carsick riding on Edward. That's the first time we had like a real, I guess the satisfying oh. magic, I guess is in like the, the movie, car crash. It sort of happened. Yeah. In the car crash maybe. Or like the moment where he says, say it out loud. Yeah, that's sort of a satisfying, but it's not the it's not a like a tangible. Yeah, you don't get like a there's visceral not, for a fantasy book. We don't have a lot of like magicy fantasy here because it's like why it's CW's vampires. Yeah, I kind of there's not a lot of um, fantastic elements here. Yeah, and there could be a satisfying moment like when someone like bites something or sucks someone's blood, and it's like. <sighs> or like fangs grow suddenly, but none of that really happens here. She plays it pretty straight. Yeah. Oh, satisfying magic moment is when they're walking on the magic carpets in the movies. So it looks like they're moving slow, but they're really moving fast. That's pretty oh, satisfying it, to watch. In the, in the movies, they yeah. walk, but they look like they're going really fast. Yeah. We will discuss this um, soon. Soon. When we watch, when we watch the movie. Um, Do you have any um, final thoughts about Bella now that we finished I am the book? giving her a solid thumbs up. I am too. Which is something I expected to come in. I came in critical of her. I expected mm. to stay critical of her. But I think she gets a bad rap from society, which isn't surprising, but yeah. I am surprised. I do Pleasantly. like her more. I'm kind of wary about the next book because I feel like she's just going to be begging to be a vampire the whole time. So and it won't be good. And also I know that she like harms herself to make Edward pay attention to her, which yeah. I'm not really going to blame her, gonna but I'm going to blame Stephanie for writing it. <laughs> I think we're going to lose some of the 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 magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also see this like fun friend gal, this wild adventure gal. So I don't know. It's been a really, obviously a really long time since I've read it, but also. I've never read it. I only read the first book. After this, it's all new. I feel like, I mean, occasionally we watch the Twilight movie. Right. But I, we've watched New Moon maybe one time in the last I've maybe watched it twice total since it's come out in right. theaters. So I am excited to go into that new territory. New. New moonatory. Moon-atory. Uh, yeah. Welcome to our podcast, New Moon. Edward is a new moon. <laughs> <laughs> Do they call it New Moon because we get to see Edward's butt? No. Dang. <laughs> we don't see his butt until the end. Wait. We do? I don't know. She's covered in bruises. They bang till there's no tomorrow. That's true. Can't wait for that scene. I can't believe that they said the name of the book again, and it still didn't make sense. It still didn't make any sense. You're like, why do we call this book Twilight? They said it again, and it's not uh, great. What I'm going to say is stop making fun of things that teen girls like just because teen girls like them, and stop being overly critical of female characters. It's important to have some. Not all of them have to be Hermione Granger. Yeah. Some of them... Or Bella Swan. Or Bella Swan. And I think she does a perfectly fine job in this book. Yeah. As a character. I think so too. We um I think we do talk about it about like Edward being weird. But the discussion, if there's gonna be one about the characters in here being bad, we should focus our energy on him. Yeah. Compared. And some on Jacob. Yeah, not so much in this book yet, though. Yeah. Um, but we should put all the love we possibly can behind Charlie, the best character ever written on the page. Okay, you have Othello. You have um, 
Um, you have the guy from American Psycho, the novel. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Snape. Snape. And then you have uh, Charlie. Oh, wait. Cullen. Are we talking about no, good Charlie. guys? You're talking about interesting characters. No, I'm talking about yeah, the best male characters the best on the page. Written characters. Yeah. And I'll say it again it's Othello, um, Jesse from. Uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, a show I stopped watching every one season. Um, what about, um, uh, you know, the guy from Pride and Prejudice that people like? Mr. Uh, Lord Darcy. Darcy. Um, that and then Charlie um, Swan. And Olivia Pope. And Al- she gives off a masculine energy. Okay. She's in charge. She wears a hat and suits. <laughs> oh, the hat and suit. That makes it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of, and of course, Grandpa. Bucket. Why are we even dividing this along gender lines? Best characters of all time. Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Charlie Swan. Swan. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Scudder. Scudder. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie, uh, comma, good luck. Uh-huh. From the Disney Charlie show. Charlie Weasley. Um, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Angels. That's a top 10. That's that's it. That's it, baby. We'll be right back. We'll be back. Okay. Uh, hey, hey guys. It's Maggie. It's Chris. This is a little embarrassing, but yikes. Um, we're selling our Twilight books. We're done with them. So um, they are gently used. Uh, there are some. There's some notes. In the margins, uh, here on page three, I say, whoa, 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 what? I write hot question mark a lot in my book. Um, there's some underlines and uh, um, um, anyway, I'm selling mine for $5.98. Mine added value for my commentary. I'm selling mine for $6. Okay, so anyway, um, you can probably find these books for $3 on Amazon, but... We're selling ours. We need more money to buy the rest of the books. This is too embarrassing. Enjoy them. Oh, God. We shouldn't have recorded this. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. We'll just, we'll we'll just, just click stop, stop. And then we don't have to put it in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll just put stop and then we'll, we just won't put new, it in. Note for my future self. Don't put this in. Too embarrassing. Okay. Cut. Oh, God. Thank God. Thank God we didn't put that in. That would be, people are going to like, woof, run us through the coals for that one. Oh, yeah. Plus, I'm rich already. <laughs> I'm so. We're here at Stitcher Premium. We don't need money from our books. What are they talking? We live in Manhattan. <laughs> uh, can you believe they listen to this? Welcome to the Great Debate. This is like um, Lincoln and uh, other guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Washington and uh, uh, Martha. Guy. <laughs> Martha. This is like Washington, George and Martha. George, this is the George and Martha. I'm Jar, George, you're Martha. You're Jar Jar Binks. I'm Jar Jar Binks. You're Martha Binks. I, Martha Binks. <laughs> and I'm Thackeray Binks. <laughs> so um, as the chapters come to the, as the book comes to the end, Bella's like, why don't you just make me a vampire? It'll make this a lot easier. You won't have to worry about like killing me anymore because I'll be an immortal mm-hmm. vampire. Um, Edward says, no, you don't actually don't want that. You don't know what you're giving up. It's going to be bad, um, which sparked a little combo between Maggie and myself. And now we're on the pod and we want to debate. Yes. We haven't really talked about it that much. No, we just mentioned that we want to you know, go over it. Yeah. So um, I will lock in my take as pro 
vampire. I think she should get to be turned into a vampire. I really don't. I don't think she's had enough time yet to make that decision. I think it's her body and it's her choice. Not to shut down your argument right now. Wow, rude. rude. So I'll say it in a different way, which is she over and over says, I have thought about it. This is what I want. And over and over, Edward is like, you don't know what you want, girl. But here's, I really don't think she does, though. I think she's going to die. You know, she's. But in a way, she'll never die. But like her human life, she's going to have to mourn her, her life as she knows it now. She won't have to mourn it that once because she won't remember it. That's the thing about magic. No, I think they do remember it. Only bits and pieces. Edward remember? remembers his. She's going to remember it. He barely remembers it. Remember, he said, the, the thing I remember most is turning into a vampire. Everything else is faded do you away. Think it's, do you think it's a time thing? Do you think she'll remember her family right away? No, I think it's like a... Well, we know later in the book she does become a vampire and she knows who Charlie is. So. Well, yeah. You don't just instantly black out. But That's what like, I'm saying. So she'll have to mourn her human life. Then she'll forget it. But for some time, she will have a very sad life. Well, I think for some time, she'll see everyone like normal. Yeah, and then they'll all die and she'll never die. That's true. Do I want to be a vampire with superhuman powers? Of course. But I think you're going to watch your parents die anyway, you know? So might as well me never die. You huh? might as well be... Hot take. Super young and hot forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I could be hot forever, I would be. That is yeah, the promise. The promise is to be hot forever. The promise is to be much hotter forever. Oh, yikes. But also, I just think after all this that she's done, she deserves to have some say in what her future looks like. I don't have a, de- I don't have a defense for it. <laughs> Other than I really don't think. I think she's 17 and she shouldn't decide that her life is over now. I totally for agree this that boy we're talking about she's infatuated a- with. Totally, we're talking about a teen, and when you bring like that into it, like her parents should have some say, blah, blah, blah. Do I think a teen should have the choice in what she does to her human body in the real world? Yes, of course, obviously. She in does a not, magical world. She does not need her parents. But in a fantasy world where she's going to become a vampire forever, I think <laughs> she needs to not be a teen. <laughs> I will say, also, as a fan of weird supernatural teen stuff. Yeah. Turn her into a fucking vampire. This oh. is what she wants. Let her do Maggie it. Maggie was the fun of the drama of the story. I want the vamp drama. Bella, at this point, she's in the world so much anyway. It's so dangerous for her to be dragged on as a human being. It would be way kinder and safer and doing what she actually wants for Edward to just turn but also, into don't a forget, fucking vampire. Don't Edward also is a, is a person who should have some agency on what he does with his superpowers. True. He says he really does not want her to be a vampire. And he says, I don't want to do it to you. That would ruin me and break me forever. The problem is he also bans the members of his family from doing it. So she was like, you're not the only vampire I know. Alice would turn me. Maybe she would, but also and Alice Edward is like, like, I know that would ruin Edward, Edward. is like, she wouldn't dare. I'm in charge of you. Oh, yikes. See? She like a, marked her as her, his a, human companion. You know who would help her? Become a vampire? Rosalie. Rosalie hates her. No, but would but Rosalie, Rosalie be like, I don't want you to join her. Rosalie in has thing. like an ethical weirdness about becoming a vampire. She like oh. wishes she wasn't one. So, so she does Edward. doesn't want everyone to be turned. Well, but Edward doesn't wish she he wasn't one. He just thinks he has no soul. He thinks she'll be he'll be killing her soul. But don't forget where Rosalie yeah. fully wishes she wasn't one and doesn't think anyone should ever be turned into one. Because Carlisle wanted to pair off these horny teens and made them vampires to make him kiss. <laughs> I don't know. That's not. I mean, that's why he, he was lonely. Rosalie, so he like made a vampire to be his girlfriend, and then he's like, 
oh, well, I saved the life of this boy. I guess I should be on the lookout for someone to save to make him a girlfriend. And then he made uh, you this, have it all out of order. Then he made this weird the order. Other than the order, he like saved people no, with the intent of setting so them up. So he first saved Edward because his parents died and his mom begged him to. We don't know that, but it happens. His Edward's dying mom begged Guys, Carlisle. again, Maggie's schooling me with our Twilight lore, and it is embarrassing for one of us. Ooh. Me. <laughs> but then, so then he turns Renesme to be his buddy. Mm. And then Rosalie, there's some, I don't totally remember Rosalie's backstory, but it's filled with trauma. It all is. And... I and Edward says he thinks he did it in a way to make me in a, a companion, blah blah blah. But then El- Rosalie is who turns Emmett, and then it's from all, there, it's all chain, baby, all a chain. Except Alice and Jasper are separate and join the links. Well, uh, I'm pro vampire Turner Edward. I mean, yeah, it's gonna happen. I just think maybe she just needs to spend a little more time thinking about it. That's what she does. Yeah. And again, Maggie does not like this take of mine, but I think it's weird that Edward is 100 years old. But he's not. Even if he has a 17-year-old brain, he has 100 years of being a 17-year-old. That's the but scariest thing. But how much does thing. that really change you? No one can know because we've never we, been. No one has no ever one. been a 17-year-old for 100 years. And the answer is probably not a lot. You probably float through life like any 17-year-old. Yeah. Maybe a little bit like sadder and he is smarter. Sad. but. Yeah. You'd be great at the SAT. That's about it. And that's about it. You've graduated a hundred times. Why did they go to high school? It's a different discussion. Just something to do. <laughs> to, not, to not stand out as a group of eight 23-year-olds that came into town, all married, living together. That would be fucking nuts. <laughs> we'll be back. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Chris, I cannot. I know you're not talking so that you can cut this out. I want you to do it. I like this bit. So do other people. I like it too. It just goes on so long. The last one I was editing it was 25 seconds. That's a whole half minute of my life. Chris. What? Chris. Yeah. Chris, I, Chris, yeah. I cannot, Chris, I cannot, Chris. What? I cannot stop. I know stop. what you're going to say. Just say it. I cannot Please. stop uh, thinking about. What? Bella saying that Edward makes her feel five years old and <laughs> Edward saying, you don't look five. <laughs> it's prom. <laughs> Edward is spinning her around like she's a paper doll. And she says, I feel like I'm five years old laughing. And he says, you don't look five and pulls her closer. You, Edward, no. My new pickup line is bump into a hottie on the street, say, you don't look look five. five. (laughs) And then pull them in close and then dance. And then dance around. What a weird, and it, it, you don't look five. What a weird thing to say. I don't know if this was like Stephanie trying to be like cute. Like, oh, this is funny, but it turns it turns out that it's so weird. What a weirdo thing to say. Especially because he, he says, I feel like I'm five, and you say, ha 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 ha. We're having That's fun. It. Just people well, say things like that. Yeah. No one says, You don't look five. Not everything has to be a turn for you to mention how hot she is to you, Edward. Blay, you don't look five. <laughs> 
You don't look a day over 500. <laughs> you don't look five. You look 14. Because he also says all her contemporaries are children. Over and over. And so now he's like, you're not five. You're at least seven or eight. It's like, oh, Edward, oh, whoa, no. calm down. Um, the thing I can't stop. Because also, of oh. course, she doesn't look five. She's a teenager above. Yeah. She doesn't look five. She, Edward, you don't need to tell us she doesn't look five. <laughs> she said, I feel five, too. It's not like. You I, don't I, look five. <laughs> that's insane. Nasty ass. Edward. Oh, that's so funny. Um, the thing I can't stop thinking about is so they tell the police, I guess, in the hospital that. Bella's injuries are from her tripping down the stairs and falling through a window, which also is like red flags. <laughs> if I was at the hospital, I'd be like, um, okay, I'm going to have to interview you, her boyfriend. I'm sure they do. Your weird adult friends. Remember when Edward is like, you could sue the hotel. <laughs> that was funny. Um, So they say that she fell through um, a window at the hotel. A, what hotel has stairs that you can go up to hotel rooms in? That's a hole in the story to begin. Every hotel? No, every hotel you always take an elevator up to the floors. Yeah, but there are stairs, fire exits. Emergency. Yeah, you don't walk up the emergency exit. To but you. like they're carpeted like normal. Ho- I've been in hotel stairs. Ew. Right. Nothing seems grosser to me than a hotel stairwell. <laughs> they're like they're like the rest of the hotel. Gross. No grosser than, I mean, they're at a Hyatt. Oh, good point. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hyatt Hotels. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Edward Hyatt is Hyatt. Hyatt. Edward is a Hyatt Plus member. Hyatt <laughs> podcast. Um, anyway, so they have this cover up. And they're like, oh, Bella's concerned that they're going to see through this story. And Edward goes, no, no, no. We've already laid all the evidence out. Um, so Edward tells Bella that um, Alice had a lot of fun recreating the evidence of the crime scene, which he says like with a laugh. Which suggests that Alice went to the hotel and threw herself through a window because she's a vampire who can't get hurt. And, and it's like, like, woo, that was fun. And like sprinkles blood on the stairs and or stuff. Or something, yeah. It is a very funny picture. It's funny because Alice is, seems to be the one who does all Alice the cookie like the, Alice is like the body man. You yeah. know? She's doing like carrying all the trucks and <laughs> setting up crime scenes. And like getting uh, Bella ready for prom. Mm-hmm. She really does all the legwork here. I love Alice. Love Alice. She's so good. Chris, do you want to talk about like our favorite and our least favorite parts of the book? Sure. My favorite thing about the book probably was um, the fun teen drama elements. My after finishing the whole book, it turns out that I actually did like the part of the book that was like slow and not a lot of plot was happening because it was just a weird teen high school drama that one of them was a vampire in. That was my favorite part. I think my favorite part was Bella and Charlie's relationship. Yes, that was very good. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I think that they have a fun give and take that feels very believable. And now they have like kind of like a big bit of drama between them now because mm-hmm. she was so mean to he him. finally had to like deal with what it's really like to be a parent and be yelled at yeah because before Bella was so low maintenance and now yeah. he has to like be like maybe I shouldn't be Let letting my, my daughter. daughter run around and do whatever the fuck she wants <laughs> um, so I really I think that for me was the best part that's either that or like 
I guess just what I mean is the non-romantic relationships in the book. Because I yeah. also like the like pseudo friendships she has with the the gals in high school. It was fun. They're fun and funny, I think, even when she's annoyed with them. And of course I love Alice. So just like the non-romantic the friendships. The friendships. You kind of forget about it the friendships. It turns out that Twilight is the friendships we made along the way. It really is. Um, now, what do you have that maybe was your least favorite or the thing that you wish was left out or improved upon? Something like that. I wish the drama was crazier and started earlier in the book. The drama with the, the vampire hunting her down? Yeah. It all was a little too neat for me. It was like the bad guy was introduced four chapters later, he was done. And it was too late in the book. It started way too late. And I wish that there was like some, like, I guess I wish that it w- it played on with a thematic thing that was happening in the book. Yeah. Like it, that it wasn't just like book, 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 action. And, and instead it was like, oh, all these little things are happening that's building to something crazy and now something crazy. And it was like sort of, I think, tried to be like, oh, this was brought on because we got too used to Bella being around and she, we felt too safe with her and because of our... Lack of care, we but put her really in danger, but the not first really. Time they hang out, but like, yeah, it wasn't like the so, the consequence. It wasn't a consequence of their like a character trait of theirs. Yeah, which, so it's tricky because that's such an overarching thing. I wish the plot was different. Yeah, I wish she had a stricter editor. <laughs> but like, I just think that the concept here is pretty fun, mm-hmm. and I like the supernatural elements that Stephanie's come up with. That are original. I think those are interesting and make for like an especially fraught teen novel. Like we're too horny for each other's blood, so we can't kiss. That's a classic teen trope, you know? Right. But I just wish that the plotting was executed in a more uh, elevated way. Yeah, every chapter seems distinct from the other or something. Yeah, because like... It, you can't compare it because it's just so different in writing. But like if it was written like a Harry Potter book, these things would have built on each other and we would have gotten hints of what the overall plot was. There's still a crescendo. There's still a climax to those stories. But it's not just like stagnant water, waterfall. Right. In those books, like you can be like, oh, Voldemort or whatever really only shows up in the last third of it or whatever. Sure. Or even less. Yeah. But like you're seeing parts of that and like the themes building. Mm-hmm. You so don't like get a lot of that Sorcerer's Stone, that's the first book. First of all, it's a third the length. My big takeaway, my big thing was I was going to say, this does not need to be a f- almost 500 page book. <laughs> I think it is 500. Oh God. It like very nearly is. Ignore the first chapter of the next book. This one ends on page 498. She got in two pages under on this edition. Dude, yep, 498. And this book could have been, I think, honestly, if it was 200 pages, literally half the length, I think we would have uh, gotten Cruise through it. Something really breezy and fun. Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone, Voldemort doesn't show up until like the second to last chapter. Yeah. But the whole time there are little pieces. We're talking Things about are introduced. Things are not right. Along the same thing, so this is basically, we basically have the same complaint. Yeah. Except that you want more not action. I want more not action. action. I want this to be not action book. Um, So yeah, I want it to be half the length. Um, But also, I wish Edward had a character trait that wasn't just controlling old-timey gentlemen. You want him to have a trait like the other colons. Yeah, I'm much more off put by Edward than I think you are, Maggie, but... I want him. I think that stems from me really being able to remember liking these books oh. as a teen. 
to me, it's really off-putting, even when he's trying to be funny and lighthearted. And when they are jokes, I see them as jokes, but I'm like, the jokes don't offset the intent behind it, which yeah. is to control her. I don't want to uh, defend him. Right. Because in general, I think I agree. There's a, a control element for sure. I just think that he... Bella does stand up to it more than I remember, which yeah, bounces and out a little bit. I think he does not enough. There's no enough to come back from control, but he does a lot of things that I think suggest that he's not trying to at least overtly do those it's things. It's just kind of how he behaves. Yeah, like he, he, I don't know, isn't turning into her, her into Right, he's not, a, he, yeah, he's not like, like turning her into a puppet slave. Yeah. Thrall. It's tricky because also I like things like Buffy and other things. So I'm already a little bit warmed up to this kind of relationship, which take that one step back. And that means that the media is training us for bad things. Oh, no. To be okay with. But I think if these things are happening in real life and they have to friends of mine, I'm not okay with them. Right. But this is not real life. Right. He's a vampire. Nice He's thing. a vampire. Yeah. So speaking of vampires, another thing I would maybe change is that we learn that there are vampires on the back cover. You have we to tell learn. us before page 200. Yeah, we we don't need to be so far in the book before we confirm he's a vampire because we know. You find out that Harry Potter is a wizard on the first page. <laughs> Other things, that. I feel like we should say one more thing we love. We okay. got critical, even though it was fun. It was fun. Um, one other thing I liked about this more than I thought was, I guess just Bella in general, I liked a lot more than I thought I would rereading it. Um... She's much more interesting than I thought. I liked the moments of um, fun in the books more than I thought I would. Yeah, I remember this. The, the yeah. moments where like they were all having fun and fun was happening or like it was crazy or weird. I had a lot more. I think fun. that's why I like the early parts of the book more because yeah. there was more chance for them just to be a bio class and being like, Ooh, I like him too much. <laughs> it was funny. Um, but so the best to, part of it oh. really is the friends we made along the way. Really I've had is. so much fun doing this, this, this with the, you. The real life friends we made along the way. You and our listeners. Yeah. If you um, don't already, you can follow us at Edward is a vampire pod on Instagram. You can shoot us an email, edwardisavampirepod at gmail.com. And probably the most important thing, and we've hammered it home and we are going to continue, is to give us a five-star uh, rating on iTunes, but also to review us. Leave us a review. ITunes. It can be one sentence long, and we'll read it. We are excited to watch the movie soon. Yeah, next week. Um. Oh, yeah, we're releasing the, the movie pod next week. That'll be fun. Um. And then we're going to get on to the next book. Which we'll finally learn more about Jacob. And finally um, we can decide. But before that, we are going to do fan fiction. So this is another reminder that if you have read them or we'll keep your name off of it. If you've written them, please send them Oh my to God, us. yeah. We will make fun of them, but hopefully you've grown enough to enjoy us making fun of your fan Big fiction. teaser. We're going to do some fanfic and I'm excited for that too. Yeah. That finally might make me horny for this book. Whoa! Okay, I'm going to um, go and get horny. Chris is going to go get horny. I'm going to go and get lonely. Bella, is that you? I am here to sing you a song. Jum, jum, jum. Jump, 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 jump. Bella, you look like.
Is this a memory mashup? No, I don't Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we might. <laughs>